0: It's time for another episode of Espresso Yourself with Chuck. And now, coming to the mic, your host, Mr. Chuck Knapp.
1: As we start the new program, Espresso Yourself with Chuck, we are going back into the archives today because we're talking about business in the month of November, among other things. But today we're going to talk with an entrepreneur, someone who was in the military, got out, and was looking for the next opportunity. And so I'm really pleased to be able to share his story with you on this episode of Espresso Yourself with Chuck. I'm very pleased to have Pat Grogan with us today. You've probably seen At least his face around town on orange and blue trucks uh, if you live in the Topeka area. So we're really pleased uh, to have you, Pat, today to tell us about your career journey, uh, if you will, and and spending some time with our students. So thank you very much.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: Can you you just tell us a little bit about growing up, um, you know, kind of what you thought when you were growing up you might do uh, later in life and and maybe just that career journey why you made some of the decisions you did and and eventually how you got to where you are now owning a, a really successful business in in the Topeka area well thank you
0: um so growing up um I had no idea what I wanted to do I was lost as lost could be um grew up in Binghamton New York I uh uh Parents divorced at an earlier age, um, kind of a tough uh, environment to grow up in, alcoholic father, all that good stuff, and um, dropped out of high school in 10th grade, so my second month of 10th grade, I just, I just didn't fit in. Um, I felt like I didn't fit in. I fit, I fit in fine, I actually, come to find out years later when I talked to my high school uh, friends, but, um, I joined the army at uh, 17. My parents had to sign. I got my GD after I got in and, um, still didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I felt called to serve in the military. So went in the army, second generation, my, my son now is third generation army, but, um, went in and, um, I did go to college while I was in the service, got my GD also, and I had about three and a half years of college now when it's all said and done. After I got out of the military, I was in um, Fort Riley, Kansas. I went to school at K-State and um, wanted to be an architect, and that's um, where my path kind of started at K-State and um still wasn't 100 sure but I just thought it'd really be cool to design buildings I always said I'd never be a plumber because my dad was a plumber so it's kind of a it's kind of apropos but um went to K-State for a couple years and then I just I, I switched over to uh After about the first year, I switched over to business marketing and management because I just, I didn't have a creative side of my brain like I thought um, architecture was. I thought it was, I didn't know it was that much creative, but I should have in in hindsight. So, but um, yeah, so I really liked business and um, the courses that I was taking. And... Met a girl in Topeka, moved up to Topeka, then um, met my wife playing softball and four sons later, that's kind of how we are. But um, in that time when I moved to Topeka, I didn't really, I was looking for a job and if a guy that I knew was remodeling houses, so I kind of helped him and when it we were doing everything from drywall to painting to flooring to uh, the plumbing to whatever it needed. And the plumbing, even though I only worked a few um, summers with my dad and, you know, weekends here and there, like the plumbing came easier to me and I didn't really have to think about it as much. And I, he's like, Oh, you kind of know this. And I'm like, I kind of do. And then it just kind of, um, kind of went from there. Uh, one, you know, I it was weird that I was doing the plumbing. I actually I liked it, and then I was like, oh, kind of good at this. And so um, I went and applied at a local company for an apprenticeship just to um, see if I could. If you hear squeaking in the background, it'd be a dog with a dog toy. So, um, and I, and I applied and one of your questions was, uh, were there any uh, obstacles that you had to overcome? And it's kind of funny you said that because I was thinking, I was like, no, I just kind of, and I was like, wait, no, I, I had to call that um, the owner of that company once a week for about six weeks. Um, I was referred to them. And I'd call and talk to the secretary, whose name was Karen. And I was like, hi, Karen, um, I heard you may not be hiring, but you may be looking for an apprentice if you find a good apprentice. She's like, oh, okay, I'll tell him and uh, and we'll call you back. And I said, no, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just check back next week. And she's like, okay, sounds good. And probably thinking I would never call back. I called back. Hey, Karen, I'm just checking in. Did you... Happened to talk. To, oh, we haven't talked to Greg yet. And, uh, and she's like, well, do you want to call you back? I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll check back with you next week. And I just did that for like six weeks. And then finally, like the six weeks, she's like, all right, come in. She's like, if she was like, if you're going to be that consistent, no, he's, he wants to talk to you. So then, yeah, I got into it. Um, yeah. I got an apprenticeship. It's not really, it wasn't a formal apprenticeship. It was a non-union company. So the apprenticeship is a lot different than union companies, and you learn more on the job than actual classroom and books, which is fine by me because that I love to learn that way anyway. Is actually experiential learning, so um, I learned really fast. I did really well. I moved up fast. Um, became part owner of the last company I was at for the last two and a half years. I was at it, and then I just um you know I was racking my brain like knowing I could do it better and I didn't have the control to do it better there even though I was part owner I was just a I was a junior partner so we couldn't um I couldn't make some of the changes that I wanted to make even though I suggested them and, and so I just said hey I'm going to start my own I'm not going to take your people I'm not going to take your customers I'm just going to do my own thing and um and that's when I started it was Pat, the plumber at the time.
1: So. There's a lot to unpack here. I, I, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back a little bit and just ask how long were you in the military? Uh, you started classes while you were in the military, which is a great benefit, uh, I think of military service, but can you, can you tell us how long you were in the military?
0: Sure. Yeah. I was, um, Active duty for four years and uh, National Guard for three.
1: Okay, And then, so fast forward, you found out that not only were you good at plumbing, but you actually liked it. So what, what were some of the things that you enjoyed about plumbing?
0: Um, I like the, the analytical reasoning part of it. I like the deductive reasoning part of it, but um, I liked the problem solving. I like working with my hands. I like being in the different climates outside and inside. I love, um, like I love serving people. I mean, that's been, um, that that's always been a passion of mine, whether I knew it or not, it's just how I was hardwired. And, um, yeah, I just, I mean, I'm not by, All definitions, I'm probably more of an introvert by nature, but I love to serve others, whether it's, you know, my people or the people that we serve, our customers or friends, family, whatever. I just, that's just kind of how I'm wired.
1: uh, To interject here, we actually met on a mountain trip where our sons, we literally climbed a mountain. And I did everything the wrong way. I mean, I had this huge pack. I didn't prepare for it. And talking about service to others, I literally, I think I would have died on the mountain, but Pat like grabbed my pack and 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 helped me get up the mountain. So that, that was my first experience with your service to others. And I'm probably here as a result of that. But um, anyway, I, I do appreciate that about you, and and uh, and I know it's true. And and for full disclosure, we're also a customer of of uh, now called Pat. It was Pat the Plumber when we started. But um, you you said you were at the other company and you worked your way up. Can you can you tell us like how long that period was? And and you started at the bottom. I mean, literally, kind of entry level apprenticeship. Uh, informal apprenticeship program, and then you became part owner over what period of time was that? And and what do you think they saw in you? I mean, clearly, probably great customer service and and hardworking and consistent, you mentioned, but were there other things or what what allowed you to progress kind of on that path, do you think? And and what would you um, advise others who wanted to take a similar path?
0: Sure. So that's um, the first company I worked for. I worked for for about three and a half years and that was the one that I kept calling to get in the door. And then I was recruited by another company um, in town. And that's where I, you know, at the end, I was I was there for about 10, 10 and a half years. And so I started out as a, um, a technician there and, um, I have a really, really strong work ethic, and um, I'm very, very driven, and um, that like really drove me. I didn't, I didn't want to do what everybody else was doing. I wanted to do the best I could, and that, that's that's what's always fueled me. And so when I started there, I was um, a service technician, so did residential and commercial plumbing service after I uh, was there for a while, a little while, probably a year or two, moved over to the remodeling section. And we did mostly uh, residential plumbing remodeling. So home remodeling, uh, we did the plumbing part of it, people adding a bathroom, remodeling a bathroom, or uh, doing bigger pro- bigger projects. And I was in it. They were just kind of starting this remodeling um, part of the business. Now, we didn't do the drywall and all that kind of stuff. It was just purely plumbing, but it was just bigger projects for contractors specifically. And we grew that. I was the, the only plumber in it, and it was probably half of the time. And it grew to pretty much the full time that I was doing Remodeling, and then we kept growing it, and we had um, It was we had more than we worked than we uh, needed to, so they actually made me the supervisor of that department, and the uh, did plumbing sales. So I'd meet with the contractors, see what they needed, then I pressed the job. So I was an estimator too, and then continued down that path that grew. And then um, I became the plumbing service manager for the business. So that was overall the plumbing service technicians. And then I became the plumbing manager, which is the manager of all the plumbing, you know, for the business. I have my master's license in plumbing and I have my master's license in heating and air too. Um, And then an opportunity arose to where we were at one point we were owned by a a very large national corporation, and that corporation was exiting the home service business and selling off the locations back to the location presidents. And our location president came to us, the four managers, and said, "Hey, um, you know, I have an opportunity to buy this business uh, from corporate, and I, I'm not going to do it without all of you guys on board." So he gave us some equity in the business we had to make an investment and um yeah we we're all on board so we did that for about two and a half years
1: okay okay and so then two and a half years later you you had these ideas and you kind of wanted to do it your way yep uh and at that point you weren't really able to in, in the current situation so you decided to start uh Pat the plumber, or Pat, um, just, just go through that thought process. I mean, obviously we understand you wanted to kind of have your own thing, but it's it's a whole lot more than just wanting to do something and actually doing it because a lot of people, um, well, a lot of people don't take the risk. Um, and, and so what? how did you kind of take that leap and, and clearly you had experience, but what was your thought process and, and how did it all come together?
0: Yeah. So, um, I attribute it a lot, uh, to my wife, um, business decisions have always been kind of natural for me and I don't know what it is, but I don't have to think about things as long. And it's just like, it makes a lot of just things make sense. And so, um, like I could see opportunities in our current business and ways to improve and literally it was driving me nuts that we were making the same mistake over and over and expecting a different result. And I would come home and complain and I'd be frustrated and it was like, oh, this happened. And then finally, you know, and I talked about starting my own business for a year or two or however long. My wife finally said to me, um, and this is paraphrasing. This wasn't, but either shut up and start your own business, or shut up about it. Stop complaining. And I was like, "Wow!" And then she was like, "Look, no matter what happens, we're we're not going anywhere. We'll make it through it. We'll 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 be fine, and we'll figure it out." And it's funny because I tell people this, but um, when my wife met me, she said, she said, I'm not marrying you for your money. Like, and we met we were young. I mean, we were young, like she was like late, like 19 and I was young 20s. And she's like, I'm not marrying you for your money. I'm marrying you for your potential. So, you know, it's funny how our wives see potential in us and we can't see it in ourselves. So So that's, that's how it happened. So that was the impetus.
1: Now I, I, and I'm not going to ask you how big your fleet is, but, but clearly you've grown over the years, but so when, when you started with the new business, like how many staff, what did that look like? Was it, I mean, uh, and then if you can, because you did start with plumbing and now you've got heating and air and, and so, but apparently you already knew that side of the business too, but you decided to start with plumbing. Um, so how did that all kind of um, evolve over time?
0: Sure, so um, in May, 2005, I started uh, Pat the Plumber and um, it was like, I struggled trying to figure out a business name. And for the last couple of years, you know, I was, when I was in the field, people would call me pat the plumber oh pat the plumber's coming to my house and and that that's just like the name i took on and then the 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 guy that i was working with locally brad passo um said why don't we name your business Pat the plumber i was like that'd be weird he's like no not at all and it's funny because there's a roger the plumber in kansas city at the time and I was like, man, I don't want to step on his toes, you know, you know what I mean? With the the plumber and the name. So I called Roger. He's like, absolutely not. He's like, I think it's a great name. And so that kind of cemented it. Um, And we came up with a logo and uh, yeah. And then when we started, it was just me in a truck. Um, I had the pickup truck that I had. I got it wrapped and then I bought a a white uh, Ford Econoline or a, a Chevy 1500 van, just a plain white van, got it wrapped um, and um, started. Yeah. And it was just me doing the plumbing. Um, and up till about six years ago, that's all we did was plumbing. And we, we were really, really specific on what we do. We only do residential plumbing, heating and air in service and replacement so we don't do new construction we don't do commercial we don't do all this other stuff we are really really good at what we do and that that's all we do um now our company size is 13 not including in and we own our own building over on uh just one block east of blind tiger um, but when we started it was the basement you know and the two-car garage was our was my storage and once a week I had to pay my helper to go over there and just sort it all out so Jen could get her car in there because she'd let me know periodically she's like can't get in the garage and I'm like okay and and that's just how it was and then it, it grew a little bit we um you know, had this office set up in the basement, figured out how to put my laptop and a printer in the van. And a lot of people helped, you know, just tons of people helped. 2030 Club helped get me going. Um, the, just a lot. I mean, I developed a lot of relationships there. And um, yeah, and they just grew. Like our business plan was to grow three vehicle three trucks in three years and we grew uh, in 18 months Um, yeah three three trucks so we've been and we probably I think we have 12 trucks now so very small office staff we have um, a gal that's our service manager that she just got promoted Uh, we have a, a dispatch service representative and a customer service representative and then we have uh, two estimators, one plumbing estimator, one heating and air estimator and the rest are service techs. I think we have two H- yeah, we have two HVAC service techs. We have um, six plumbers, drain cleaners and whatnot.
1: For someone who, thinks they might be interested in getting into to plumbing or another trade uh, because they like to work with their hands or they like the problem-solving aspect of it, even if they, they don't think they want to own their own business, what would you recommend they do? We know that you just started calling <laughs> uh, consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what are some of the other things that, that someone might do to get into this career?
0: Yeah. So when you're green and, and you just don't have knowledge um, about like you've never done it before and you want to just kind of like, you know, get a starting point, um, you know, for our business and I can't speak for other businesses. It's, it is different across the country. There's no right or wrong. There's no standard norm. Um, We, as far as on the heating and air side of things, we want a person to go through some type of vocational school. So there's um, Washburn Tech, there's um, Wichita uh, WTI, and um, both good schools. And it'll give you a really solid base of um, education for the heating and air trade. Um, the plumbing. We there aren't really any vocation uh, vocational schools for plumbing here in town, so uh, we we don't have a requirement on that. Now our requirements for any person, and and we are very 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 um, particular about who we hire. Because uh, we, we hire for two things, core and culture. Okay, Core is your core makeup as a person. These are things you can control. These are things that you've developed over time. Um, your work ethic, your honesty, your integrity. All the things that you either have or you don't. It's not stuff that can be changed. Um, it can be, but it's a whole lot of work. But we have to find people that fit that mold. Um and then culture, are they going to assimilate into what we built as a culture? You know, our people are tremendous. Like we have every single person in our business is an a player. And we we're t- we a group of go getters. We are exceptional at what we do from the customer service part to the technical part. We train every week. We have one-on-one meetings every week. Uh, I, I have a one-on-one meeting with each technician in my business once a week for 15 minutes. And that's how important training is. And not to mention just technical training. You know, I want to know personally and professionally because we're one of our core values is personal and professional development. So, you know, I want to know like what, how can I support you? You know, what went, what went good last week? Uh, What didn't go so good? Uh, What do you want to work on this week? And how can I support you? And that's, you know, so somebody coming into the trade, um, you know, you, you have to, you have to bring your A game to an interview because you don't have much to come with. You know what I mean? If you don't have skills, if you don't have experience, then you have to bring, like, you have to be on time. You have to, all the base stuff is, you can't miss that. Applicant approximately don't come with their A game. Oh gosh, it's it's really it's kind of dumbfounding sometimes. Um I don't know if it's ambivalent, I don't know if it's just lack of caring. I don't, I don't know, but I would say probably 80, 70 to 80 percent show up and they're not um impressing me out of the gate. And that really that's what you have to do for an apprenticeship is you have to make a statement of like, Hey, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm, I'm serious about this. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to help the company. I want to help myself. I want to help my family and I want to help others.
1: Yeah. So once they let, let's kind of stay on the plumbing side for right now, yep. once they impress you in the interview, mm-hmm. then what does the process look like for that? Well, let's step back a little bit. Are you, we actually hire for culture too, competence and culture and culture's okay. half of it, at least. Um, and so we, we kind of base our culture on an ideal team player, Patrick Lencioni's book. So humble oh, buddy, yeah, smart. So is, for? is that what you do as well? Or, abs- yeah, we
0: do that and culture index for our, um, um, our, our, survey
1: okay okay so there are questions you can ask in an interview to determine whether they're humble hungry smart so apparently that's what you probably do during the interview process so let's assume that they pass that then what what does the next step look like for a new person a new technician in your company
0: yeah so we usually bring them in for um at least two interviews um When we do hire them, we we do have access being a, we're in a professional organization that's called Nextar. And that's also their philanthropy is the explorethetrades.org website. And that's a great resource for anybody just even considering it. Uh, Go to explorethetrades.org and just take advantage of it. I mean, there's, there's programs for military, there's scholarships. We contribute to a scholarship for for people coming into the trades. Um, But what ends up happening in our business is once they come in um, and we do agree to hire them, we put them through our apprenticeship training program. And now that's changed dramatically because what used to be all hands-on, and we had some books and we we have our operations manuals that outline exactly how we remove and install a faucet or a toilet or run a gas line. You know, we have all documented procedures, but now we actually have online virtual learning and they can go at their own pace and they, they log into a portal and they go through the lessons and um, there's four separate levels and they get a financial increase, additional compensation at each level. And since they can do it at their own pace, um, so we do the, the virtual learning and then we also back it up with the hands-on learning at the job, you know, the next day. So um, they can grow. They have control over how fast they grow in the profession, which is nice because um, it used to just be a time and grade kind of thing where you had to have, you have to serve four years to get your journeyman, you know, the different levels are helper, apprentice, journeyman, and master. And a helper's kind of just like ditch digger, you know, basic, you know, real basic labor. Uh, apprentice is um, kind of a, a higher version of that, a little more technical, learning the technical, doing some of the technical, um, doing some of the installation work uh, with a licensed plumber. And then journeyman is uh, the, the actual, when you get your license and you can start doing work on your own, installing water heaters, tankless water heaters, furnaces, that kind of stuff. I'm sorry, for, we're talking about plumbing. And, uh, and then you can go to master's and uh, take your master's test. Now it used to be four years for journeyman, three years for master. Um, that licensing requirement has changed, um, so I'm not positive of. It differs by municipality. So, okay. who
1: can be a helper? I mean, is there an age requirement? What?
0: No, no age. No, um, you know, just to be physically fit. Um, I mean, you have to. Be able to do physical work. You have to be able to do problem solving. Um, It's it's pretty open. I mean,
1: what is the demand right now? So, and and can that be a summer job? Or I I don't know if if you know if someone or or do you need to kind of sign up for the, the full time? Are there part time opportunities at all at this point or?
0: Sure. So, yeah, we usually um, we usually have one apprentice in each department at all times. You know, we're constantly bringing up our own. Um, and then when they graduate and go into a, a truck on their own, then we you know, bring in another apprentice. As far as summer work, that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's there's most companies need some type of summer help. Uh, I know construction companies like um, ones that do plumbing, new construction, that kind of stuff. They, I know a lot of those guys use helpers. Um, I usually put an additional person on in the summer to help.
1: And just, and you could say either specifically for Pat plumbing or just kind of what the market is. If someone wants to start as a helper, how much, Might they expect at that point, understanding that that's the very entry level? And then as they progress, what is their earning potential?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's um, 10 to 13 bucks an hour to start. Um, Just really depends on experience and knowledge. And um, but then it gives them an opportunity if they're in the apprenticeship program to move up to, um, you know, I think 14, 15, 16 in a relatively short amount of time, meaning like a year, year and a half, depending on how, what their own pace is, because it's based off their pace and what they, um, what the effort they put into it. Um, you know, and then it can go up. I mean, we have, um, you know, journeyman plumbers can journeyman and master plumbers usually make about the same. Uh, at our company because um, masters really come into play when you're running a big job and you have to have one master per so many journeymen. Most of our stuff is smaller um, residential style work. So we don't have a whole big staffing like that on a job. But, you know, they can make. I have service techs that could make up to a hundred thousand a year. And that's and that's with and that's not even including benefits. Our benefits are off the chart. I mean we have paid holidays, paid vacation, paid birthday off, we have sick time, we have a a, a discretionary day is what we call it. Um we just we have bereavement leave we have um we just started paternity and maternity leave, paid uh, for a week. I know that's not much time when you have a child, but it's still better than nothing. And um, yeah, we just we have we have a ton of benefits like.
1: And that's something we try to teach that don't just look at the the wage. Look at the other parts of the package um, because insurance is a huge part of it, especially if you're young starting a family. And, and, but, um, on the, you had mentioned on the, the heating and air side that, that there's a, a program, Washburn tech, uh, Wichita, how long is that program? Is that, well, how long is that program generally?
0: Yeah, I, um, I'm not exactly sure how long their programs are. Um, One to two years um, is my guess. And when people come out of there, they're not guaranteed a job because I, when I'm looking for a candidate, I only want the top 10%, the top 10% of the plumbers in town. I only want the top 10% of the heating and air technicians in town. And, 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 as far as graduates from those programs, I want the best graduate from that program. I want the, the kid that was there every single day. I want the kid that uh, was exceptional, showed effort, showed, you know, his work ethic and, you know, constantly be a constant learner, you know, constantly wanting to know more and just, you know, really want, truly wanting to be the best at, you know, their trade.
1: on the heating and air side uh, if they're a top 10% coming out of the program?
0: Yeah, so we do start the heating and air techs out higher because they're basically coming over into a a mid-level apprenticeship position. So they're not starting out at a helper position, you know, with all the schooling and stuff like that. So they do start out, you know, a few dollars more uh, an hour right out of the gate.
1: Okay, So if a student is interested in pursuing one of these trades or maybe something else, they should go to explorethetrades.org and that will give them a kind of a taste of what each of the trades may do. Is that accurate? Correct. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then if they're specifically interested in heating and air, or I know Washburn tech has a number of great programs, So hopefully they're talking to their guidance counselors about that. Um, I know we've taken students on tours over there. So what what are some other, um, I mean, I think you've given our students a lot of great advice, uh, but is there anything else you think that is going to give them an edge perhaps in in pursuing a a career in the trades or just generally life I mean, I think you've covered a lot of things, but I want to make sure if there's another gem that we missed that that, that we it out of you.
0: Yeah, I can't um, I can't emphasize the importance of your first impression. I truly cannot. I mean, like it or not, we're not supposed to judge people, right? But every single person does it. Um, you are representing yourself and your future when you show up to the door. So, how you prepare, how you show up, is everything. And yeah, I it's it's it that's crucial. I mean, to get into any trade, like any trade, any job. Period. It doesn't matter what job. Like, if you don't care about enough about yourself to take that time. They're not going to care more for you than you are.
1: Is that one of the reasons all of your folks wear uniforms? Because they, and they're kind of, or last time I saw white, I mean, very crisp, very professional. I assume it's about first impression and also they're in your home. So yeah. is that kind of the thinking behind that? Or Yeah.
0: So we're a professional company and we have to be inside and out. Like we can't have any loose ends. We can't have, uh, we look professional, but we don't act professional or we look professional, but we don't know our stuff. We don't know our technical. I mean, that has to be through and through. And that's, you know, literally for the last 16 years, what you know, we've just constantly tried to raise the bar on is how can we be a better version of ourselves than we were yesterday? You know, and we, Oh my gosh, we have, you know, I've, we have, we do so much personal and professional development. You know, I encourage, you know, we're teaching meditation, we're teaching, you know, different types of things. Um, which like we talk about the personal and professional, and to me, they're almost one and the same. It's both and, and like how you are personally is how you're going to show up professionally. And vice versa. If you're having a hard time at home, that's going to come straight to work, you know, and vice versa. If you have a bad day at work, you're going to bring that home. So we we truly work on people um, and help them, you know, with self-improvement.
1: Limited opportunities. Under, uh, we understand that. But if someone was interested in being a helper for the summer, when should they even try to start inquiring about that?
0: Yep. There's a contact page on our website. If they go to our uh, contact page on the website, they can either chat in or they can uh, go to the contact page and fill out a form. Uh, There's an employment um, page on our site for careers. And if they find that, then there's there's another form they can fill out there too. There's a video they can watch. There's more information on there about what we do and how we do it. So
1: well thanks again pat appreciate your time and it's been really fascinating i um you know a lot of times our students just don't know what opportunities are out there and i think you've really opened the the window on 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 this one so we really appreciate it um we have local events maybe we'll get some of the uh pat plumbing heating and air folks to judge some of our events sometime so anyway we'll definitely be looking for the orange and blue vans uh driving around town so thank you sounds great
0: yeah absolutely chuck happy to help